0: You know, I'm reminded of a story. A couple years ago, it was a chilly October Thursday afternoon, and I'd been shooting drills all morning, along with seven other students. And I stood there. My rifle lay in the dirt again. I remember sighing because my rifle was starting to choke. And with three more days of training left in the course, I was getting worried that it wasn't going to be much fun as my primary gun. Now, luckily, I had brought along not one, but two spare rifles. Now, that's not the point, though. As my primary rifle lay in the dirt after the sixth feeding malfunction, a voice came up behind me. Now, what in the heck do you think the problem is? Now, this is Scott. He was one of the instructors, and he's a straight-talking former U.S. Army first sergeant and a long-range recon team member. He was the school's go-to weapons guy. And I looked at him, looked at my rifle, and shrugged my shoulders. Underpowered ammo, I guess. It's done this before. Scott picked it up, looked it over. Bolt's dry. When was the last time you lubed this thing up? Now, I must have had this deer in headlights look because he laughed at me when I realized that I actually couldn't remember the last time I lubed it. Oops. Oops. And it was in that moment that I left my bottle of, of weapons lube in the hotel and did not bring it to the range. Double oops. Now, I went ahead and grabbed my second rifle, the MCC, or the Minimum Capable Carbine that I talked about a couple episodes ago. And I continued to run the course without problem. Now, Scott took this exchange as a teaching moment and addressed the rest of the class. And I'll never forget his advice here. And it's the same advice I'm going to share with you today. He said, now listen up, in his thick Southern accent that I know I'm not doing justice to right now, the best spare part to keep around for this situation is a second rifle. But when things get rough, that's not always going to be an option. So he told us the next best thing, and that is the theme of today's topic. But before we get there, I want to say hello and welcome to the Everyday Marksman. I'm your host, Matt Robertson, and this is episode number 43. Our website is everydaymarksman.co, and there you're going to find our today's show notes, our all of our podcast episodes, our articles, and our awesome community of marksmen. Before we get on with the episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player. It really does help me out. Now let's talk about two episodes ago. I talked about a back-to-basics approach in these trying times. My focus there was less on buying or hoarding more gear and instead becoming more proficient with what you already own, upping your physical and mental resilience and building a network. And I think that's still really good advice, but I admit there is something that I left out. What if you do have the money to spend on gear and equipment right now? I'm sure you have noticed that buying just about anything gun-related these days is probably not going to happen, and at least not without paying incredibly high prices. So that got me thinking about that day with Scott standing over my dusty, malfunctioning rifle, and I asked this question. We don't know what's coming in the future. We may be very well seeing the last AR 15s ever sold in the United States right now. Now, that's probably not true, but stick with me. Assuming that I've got money to spend without going into debt and I don't need a new rifle, then what should I start buying to keep myself in the game for some undetermined amount of time into the future? That's the question. And the answer comes down to two things spare parts and magazines. So let's dig into that. Since the vast majority of people buying up guns this time around are new shooters who don't know the ins and outs of the market yet, I've noticed that the thing that's really missing is only guns and ammo. But magazines and spare parts which are the things that enthusiasts also tend to buy up are still available for now. So let's start with magazines. How many magazines do you need to have on hand? Or honestly, I don't think there is a right number to tell you. I started out by saying 10 magazines per rifle as a rule, but I left that one behind a long time ago. Bonus, they aren't serialized and are therefore difficult to keep track of in the system. The same thing applies to pistol magazines. If you have spare money, buy some magazines. They are wear items. They do wear out. They will go bad. They will start malfunctioning, so it never hurts to have a nice, healthy stockpile. So let's move on from that one. Let's talk about spare parts, which is the real gist of what I want to get to today. On that cold day on that West Virginia range, Scott told each of us that in lieu of a second rifle, The next best thing to have is an extra complete bolt carrier group and a lower parts kit for each rifle you own. Now, it sounds pretty straightforward. Why couldn't you just buy the individual parts? And the answer is you can't. But let me explain my logic here as well. Let me explain Scott's logic here. The bolt carrier group itself consists of the bolt carrier. The bolt, extractor, extractor spring, gas rings, cam pin, firing pin, firing pin, retaining pin, and various other roll pins and plungers. Lots of small little bits. Now, a complete bolt carrier group will run you around $200, give or take. The bolt carrier itself will probably never break, beyond barring some kind of catastrophic failure that is likely to take the whole rifle with it. So you can definitely save a bit of money by focusing only on the smaller parts like the bolt, the extractor, extractor spring, the cam pin, the firing pin, the firing pin, rotating pin, all these, these are all wear items that will eventually give out after 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 rounds. Nobody knows, nobody knows how long they're gonna last. Now, the benefit though of having the complete bolt carrier group is that you can keep it with you in a complete fashion. So let's take this hypothetical scenario. Let's say that you are in a competition or you're at the range and something goes wrong with your rifle, your bolt cracks or it starts having crazy malfunctions out of the ejector or something goes wrong where it's very much likely going to be the bolt carrier group or something related. What is easier? Having to field strip the rifle, disassemble the bolt carrier, replace the bolt or replace the stractor, or one of those little fine pins which could put you down for who knows, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes or an hour Or take out the fresh, complete bolt carrier group from your pack, slap it into the receiver, close it back up, and then keep going. You're good to go. Take out the broken bolt carrier later when you get back home, do some depot-level maintenance, and replace those broken spare parts. That's a much more efficient way to handle problems that could come up in the field. So that is why I say, as I learned from others, to keep a complete bolt carrier group per rifle and then you have the spare parts for later when you need to fix the broken bolt carrier now with lower parts we're talking about a lot of little springs and detents so if i was to prioritize them for you it would be the trigger springs for the fire control group the buffer spring and the retaining pin and then the rest of the lower parts with all the little detents and springs now this spare parts list will get you about 90 percent of the way there But I think there are a few more items worth keeping around in your depot box for the long term. Things like charging handles, gas keys for the bolt carrier group as well as a way to properly stake the thing, gas tubes and gas tube roll pins, and spare barrels. Yes, I am totally aware that you could probably build an entire second rifle with this list of spare parts much less keeping multiple sets of these spare parts around. And in fact, building that second rifle may very much happen someday down the line. As Scott said, that the best thing you could have is a second rifle. But the goal is keeping yourself and your weapon in the game for as long as possible. So to summarize all of those parts again, what do I think outside of a complete bolt carrier group and lower parts kit for every rifle— what are the minimum things I think people should be keeping on hand to keep the rifles running for however many years into the future? Number one, bolts, ejectors, ejector springs, cam pins, firing pins, firing pin, retaining pins, lower part springs for the trigger group, the buffer spring and action spring, and then spare barrels. Then, of course, proper routine maintenance will keep all of that running for a long, long time time. Now, of course, I'm going to leave links to all these spare parts in the show notes this episode, so be sure to come back and check out the site. All right, that is it for today's short episode. Just throwing out some thoughts on some spare parts to keep around. Bye, magazines. Bye, Bolt carrier group or parts of bolt carrier groups and lower parts kit, at least one set for every rifle you own. That is it. That is the simple advice, and I'm going to leave it there today. So be sure to come on by the website, everydaymarksman.co. You will find today's show notes. And while you are there, make sure you check out our support link, everydaymarksman.co forward slash support, where you can help keep this podcast and keep the website running for only a few bucks. And also you can buy a couple stickers to make sure you slap on your gear. Let everybody know that you too are an everyday marksman. All right, that is it for me. Have a wonderful Christmas. I will see you guys after the new year. Or rather, you'll hear from me after the new year as I go spend some time with the family. This is Matt, signing off.